We're going to speak a little bit about Anyana Diyayma, Hanukkah is coming up, and we'd like to speak a bit about the Machama of Hanukkah. Uh, we know that in Al-Anisim we say, Rabbim biyad ma'atim, many in the hands of the few. question is exactly how few? How big was the Jewish army? So instead of quoting from secular sources, let's see what Rashi says. Rashi says in Parshas Vezayis Habracha, on the Pasuk of Barech Hashem Cheloi Upayal Yad of this is the bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu gave Levi. It says Rashi, Davar Acher Ra, Moshe saw, Shasidim Chashmonai Ubanov Lehilachim Emoivdek Lechavim. Moshe saw that the Kaihanim, the future Kaihanim, the Chashmonam, would eventually go to war against the Goyim. But Hispalaleh, Moshe down for them. Why? Lefisha Hayu Muatim. They are very few. How few? Yud Beis B'nei Chashmanoi, Be'al Azar, 13 people. That was the whole army. Okay? That's what Rashi says. 13 people. Keneged Kama Revavos. On the other side, you had tens of thousands. So, you know, you think of a small army, you think they got together, chveist, uh, 117 people, 50 people, 30 people. Rashi says 13 people. Keneged Kama Revavos. Not such a well-known Rashi. So Rashi says in Vezayis HaBracha, that's a Moshe Davin. If, if 13 people are going to fight against tens of thousands of soldiers, so you need a special tefillah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem should bless his strength and the work of his hand should be found favor in the eyes of Hashem. Okay, we move on. Um, if you count the words in Al-Anisim, how many words are in Al-Anisim, including Bimei Matasyo? How many words? Four four. Alanisim and then Bimei Mazio Ben Yechon Gan Gan Chasana Vadav Shalom Alazam Enoch. So, the Sefer Oikach writes there are one hundred and twenty-five words in the Alanisim. Keneged, the Gematria of Koyhanim. Koyhanim is one twenty-five. That's how many words are in the Alanisim. Says Oikach, very interesting. Also, you see the tremendous humility of the author of the Alanisim because who wrote Alanisim? Who wrote it? Modern Israeli poet, Chas Hashem. Who wrote it? Yochanan Kohen Gadol. How do we know that? Because the Gematria of Yochanan is 124. And Yochanan wanted to show Anivus, so he wrote a piyot, which was one more than the numerical value of his name, 125. That's what Roy Keach writes. Let me shine him. Roy Keach writes, it was written by Yochanan Kohen Gadol, and it was written by Yochanan Kohen Gadol, and uh, he wrote a, a period of 125 words, one more than the numerical value of his name. Actually, the Kalbay, another Rishon, argues on the Rekach. He has a Gersa, there are 124 words in Alanisim, Keneged, Yechanan. Okay. Oh, both, both say it was Yechanan. Yeah, they both say it was Yechanan. The question is, how many words? Yeah. yeah, okay. By the way, if you look at our version of uh, Alanisim, there aren't 124 and there aren't 125. So, Ethiopian uh, jury didn't know Balanesim, right? What? Ethiopian jury did not know Balanesim. Did they know Balanesim? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ethiopian. Ethiopian jury. Yeah. Ethiopian Jews. Oh, so now... They were out they were, That's what I think. Yeah, I don't know the history of Ethiopian jury, but if they were out before the Bayes Rishon was destroyed, <laughs> so then they were not around in the times of the miracles of Hanukkah. Okay. Alanesim, yeah? Alanesim with Bimei Matasyon. Yeah. Now, Rabbi Yisai... Count. Nesach Ashkenaz, Nesach Sfarad. Okay. Arizal. 
Uh, very interesting. Alanisim is entirely written in Lashon HaKodesh. Except for one word. Porkan. Yeah? It's all in Lashon HaKodesh except for the word Porkan. So it's brought down in the Sefer Hare Kedem from Rav Michal Zaman Shorkin. He says over in the name of Rav Salvechik that the reason why oh, the whole Anisim is Lashon Kodesh except for the word Porkan. Why? Because what would the Hebrew word for Porkan mean? What does Porkan mean in... In Separate. Hebrew, how do you say porkan? Separate? What does porkan mean? Salvation. Salvation. Redemption. So you're going to say geula, right? Or Yeshua. You're going to say ala nisim, v'yal porkan, v'yal yeshua, or v'yal geula. We can't say that. Why can't we say that? Because we know the miracle of Hanukkah happened, al yidei basa v'adam. It happened through human means. Through human salvation. And we have a great principle. God is the only Redeemer. God is the only, only Savior. So to say, Al Hagula or V'Al Yeshua, that would not be proper. How could you ascribe salvation or redemption to Basavadam? And therefore, Chazal, Yerushim and Kohen Gadol understood, he cannot use the word Geula or Yeshua. He specifically substituted for that the word Porkan. Porkan also has a connotation of lessening the burden. In other words, we're physically lessening the subservience that we have to the Umay Sa'ilam. But they, really the word Geula or Yeshua would have been more appropriate because after all, the whole thing is written in Hebrew. They specifically substituted an Aramaic word because the connotation of Geula and Yeshua is only appropriate for the Rebbe Shalom himself. That's what it says over here in number two of the why would they put in an Aramaic word? Yeah, why did Yochanan deviate from the rest of his piyot? In Hebrew, porkan means redemption or pidyon. We would have to say the word Geula. When it comes to redemption, you can't mention the name of an agent. There's no, there are no agents in Geula. The concept of redemption is only applicable to God Himself. Kamaidisa came to Medrash to him, like the Medrash says in Tehillim, there's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. Upeduye Hashem Yeshuvun. It says the, those who are redeemed by God will return. Veloi peduye Elio. Veloi peduye Melech HaMashiach. Ela peduye Hashem. That's why in Tehillim Kovzayim it says, Yoimru Geulei Hashem. When it comes to Geula, we can only attribute and ascribe it to Hashem Himself. Why do we say Porkan? No, the whole thing's in Aramaic. I understand, but uh, that, that you know we can't. We're, we're not lessening the uh, We're saying Porkan. Porkan could also mean Gula. You know, you can't ask a question on something written in Aramaic. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's not the word Gula. We specifically tie into Porkan is a more General term. Rabbi Say, a very famous Gemara from the Sechta Shabbos, Chafal, from the base, tells us the history 
of the establishment of the day of Hanukkah. The Gemara says, My Hanukkah, what is Hanukkah? The Tanu Rabbanon. The Rabbanon taught Bechav Hei V'Kislev on the 25th day of Kislev Yomei the Hanukkah Tamanya Inon, our eight days of Hanukkah. To lay the Mispad behind, you're not allowed to eulogize. By the way, the Shlach Kaddish writes, an amazing thing. Yaakov Avinu went back to get what? Pachin. Pach. How do you spell Pach? Pei? Pei? Pachim Ketanim. Pachim Ketanim. Yeah, he went back to get the Pach. Where did the Malach hit him? The Kaf. The Kaf. What's the difference between a Kaf and a Pach? It's the same letters. Well, let's take a look at it. Kaf is Kaf Pei. And Pach is Pei Chaf. Let's talk about Kaf. This is called... This Kaf is called what? Kaf. Kaf. Pshuta. The, right? So, this is a cuff, right? This cuff is called cuff. No, uh, regular the other cuff. one is cuff. And the cuff. And the cuff. This cuff, what kind of cuff is this called according to the Gemara? A regular cuff. What's a regular cuff called? This is called cuff. Kefufa. Bent over. Bent over. The hand is bent over. Yeah? It's, it's closed up. Bend. The pay is what? Pshuta. It's open. So the malach hits Yaakov in the kaf. The kaf is bent, right? It's closed. Yeah? The pay is open. The hand is closed. The hand, litain la'aniyim, is closed. The mouth is open. Just the opposite of the way it should be. Right? right? The kaf is kaf. Kefufa. The pay is a pay. Peshuta. That's not how it's supposed to be. The hand is supposed to be the kaf. It's supposed to be open. The mouth, the peh, is supposed to be closed. Says the Shlach Kadosh, Yaakov Avinu went back to get the pachim ketanim. He created the seeds of the, of the miracle of Hanukkah. He took the kaf kefufa. He made it a kaf peshuta. He opened up the hand. He opened up the hand. By the way, that's why, if you look in the Primagadam, it's an Indian to give tzedakah on Hanukkah, because the kaf of the yarech, of the kaf yarech Yaakov, which was closed, was opened, and the peh, the peh which was opened, became closed. Okay, but that's just a side point, nothing to do with anything. In any event, so the Gemara, oh, so why did I bring that in? Because the Gemara says, You're not allowed to say a hesped. What's a hesped? Hika... Kaf al-yarech. The Gemara says in the Sechda Ma'ikatan, what is hesped? Hesped is you take the kaf, the kaf, and you hit it on the yarech. In other words, that's the tikkun for the kaf of uh, where the Malach Yaakov. You know, and the, the union of Hanukkah is to turn the kaf into the pach. Okay. Anyway, we don't fast. Why? When the Yivanim entered the Heichal, they sullied all of the oil in the Heichal, 
when the house of the Chashmon prevailed, the Nitzchom, Barko, they searched for a matzo, ala pach echot shel shemen, they found only one flask of oil, shahaya munach b'chasama shel kain gadol, v'loi hoya bayala lahavet yoyim echad, it only had enough oil to last for one day, nasa barnes, a miracle happened, v'liku imenu shmane yomim, and it lived for eight days. L'shana acheres, the next year, kavum, they established them, v'asam yomim toivim, v'halav haidan, they turned it into a yomtev. So here's the question. Question is, why Lashana Acheres? Why the next year did they make Hanukkah? Why did they do it that year? Who made it? The Chachamim. Who was the Chachamim? The, uh, the times of the second Beis HaMikdash. The Tanaim. Tanaim. Yeah, the Tanaim. They, they, why did they establish it that year? Because they didn't know it was going to last for eight days. No, but right then, when eight days were over, yeah, that year, as soon as the eight days were over, they should have been kaveya that from now on, on this day of the year, we celebrate Hanukkah. Why is it they waited till the next year to establish it? They should have established it immediately. Or, you know, the second day, when the, when the Hanukkah menorah was, was burning, the second day, it almost sounds like they didn't say hello that year. And when it lasted the third day, that year they didn't say hala. And when it lasted the fourth day, they didn't say hala. They didn't start saying hala until year two. Why didn't they say hala in year one? The first year, didn't they? They were sukkis. I think they were walking around with Lulavim. They made sukkis out of it. Because they missed sukkis. Sukkis was canceled yeah, by the priest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why didn't they say hala? They say hala. That's what the Gemara says. It says, Why weren't they that year? They should have been kaveh that year. It's so very interesting, in uh, the year Tavshin Chavzayin, what year is that? 1967, after the war, 1967, and there was a big issue, should we say Halal? Should we say Halal? And among many of the G'daylam who said not to say Halal was the Tzitzel Yezer. And Tzitzel Yezer says, let me tell you, let me explain to you why we should not say Halal for the miracle of the Six-Day War. And first, what the Sicilians recommended was, even though you shouldn't say halal, you should have the rub of the city get up, let him get an aliyah, let him bench goimel, baruch atah Hashem, alakinim alchelam, ha-goimel l'chayim toivim, she-gemalanu kol toiv. He should include everyone in the city in the goimel, and everyone should respond, mi she-gemalanu kol toiv, hui gemalanu kol toiv sel. That's every year? On uh, that, that year. That year. He says, look, so where did he get that from? Look at number four. It's Tzitzel Yezer writes, Masha Horesi B'chavches Elul Tavshin Chavzayim The Tzitzel Yezer said that which I paskened on the 28th day of Iyar in 1967. L'Rav Moshav Echad to the Rav of a certain Moshav She'anashav hayim mukafim ayoye v'nitzelo that the people of his Moshav were surrounded by the enemy they were saved Lo'y l'varach al-atzal ha-shechiyano Don't make a-shechiyano V'gam lo'y atav ha-metav Don't make a-tav ha-metav like other Rabbi suggested, When he gets an aliyah, he should say, Let him have in mind to fulfill the whole Moshav's obligation. And they'll answer in a Lashon Rabbim, It's understood, Before he gets the aliyah, he should make known to them they should have in mind that his benching of Gaimala is being, going to be mighty them. 
If this Moshav has a lot of different shuls, then let every shul make their own goyma. Yeah? Says it to say, where did I get this from? That you make a one goymel for the whole city. Where does this come from? He says, This is based on what the Chassam Soifer writes in his record. Chassam Soifer wrote a Sefer Hazikaron about when Budapest was surrounded and laid siege and they were shooting missiles at the city. And Chassam Soifer was... Missiles is like stones, like heavy stone, big stones. Avne Balisterois, he calls it, yeah? And miraculously, the Jews in Budapest were saved. So Chassam Sofer writes, After Chassam Sofer and the town people of the time were spared from this, from this um, battle, so Chassam Sofer writes the following, On the day that we all entered the Beis Alisi La Torah, in other words, some Sofer says what they did was the Rav got the Aluna, he benched Goimo for everybody, and everybody answered. Amen, Misha Gamalanut, Kotoy. What? Yeah, one city. Yeah, but uh, halachically, this is. Uh, so, yeah, every city should do it. Any city that was in danger. That's what he says. Uh, wasn't the whole country in danger? Yeah. So let every shul. Who, uh, well, this is specifically writing to. No, I don't think every city was in danger. No, not every city was no. in danger. No, that's what he's saying. The rub of one moshav who was surrounded by the enemy. I'm not saying that's what the Tzitzel Yezer says. Tavshin Kaf Zayin. Tavshin Kaf Zayin. Yeah. Tavshin Kaf Zayin was 1967. Uh, the, the entire country was in danger. Okay, but not in, not in immediate danger. Immediate danger were those cities that were surrounded. That's what he says. Okay. Aye. What about Hallel? He says, Hallel, you cannot say. Can't say Hallel. Why not? That which I said, you're not allowed to say Hallel, but when you say Hallel on Rosh Chodesh, you should have in mind this miracle as well. I had many reasons why I instructed that people should not say Hallel. And number one is, it's cruel to be saying Hallel. It's cru- cruel. It's achzarius to say halal. Why is it achzarius to say halal? Because here you have so many soldiers that are laying slain, and people are mourning over the loss of their loved ones who fought for the security of the country. And because you had the good fortune to be spared, you're going to be singing your heart out in halal while your neighbor is mourning over the loss of his son who was trying to defend the country. How cruel could you get? Says Tzitzayazah, Rashis, Batarak Sivba, Derachea Darchinoyam. The ways of the Torah are pleasant. It's not derecheret to say hal. You know, people think, yeah, how could you be insensitive to the country? It's just the opposite. People who don't listen to the advice of the Chachamim, that's insensitivity. The Chachamim are the ones who are sensitive to the feelings of the Bnei Adam. He says, At the time that the slain of war, they're still there. They even, haven't even been buried yet. You have 
hundreds of people crying, wailing. And the other half of the people, they're going to be saying, Hello. It's not like, okay, it was only your son, but I'm okay. We're all partners in this. Because they gave up their life for us. These soldiers gave up their life to protect the Eretz HaKadoshah. Says it says, now I understand Pshad in Hanukkah. You know why they did not establish in year one to say Halal? Because many Jews were slain in the war. Many Jews had died in the battle. So what are you going to do? You're going to establish a Yom Tov of Halal when you're still burying the soldiers who are defending themselves from the Greeks? How could you do such a thing? says it says, This could be one of the reasons. That's why when it comes to Hanukkah, it was only the next year. Why? Yeah, that year, the people were still laying there. That was a fresh Avilus. So then the year, so in 68 and thereafter, they say, how long? Ah, so that's why he says, look at the Nitziv, because the Nitziv says, once you're not doing it in the beginning, so now you need Chazal to be Kadeyat. We don't have Chazal. If you're saying halal because a miracle happened. That's not what Sitzel Yezer said. Yeah, that's exactly what No, did you read I Did you read the Hamik Shela, Shela Chavav, that he's citing over here? Mm-hmm. So there the Hamik Shela says like this, that in the year that a miracle happens, you have a Chi of Halal. Yeah, you have a Chi of Halal. But if you have a reason why you can't say it, now you can't say it. Now you want to go ahead and be Koivea as remembrance of a miracle. You need Chazal for that. I don't see any. Anyone look around. You see Chazal? We don't have Chazal anymore. So you can't be Koivea. That's the, that's the argument of the Tzitzel Yasser. Okay, but that's not the, that's not what the shir is about today. Today's shir, I want to talk about the following issue. You want to talk about Zionism? What? Not really. What? No, no, no. There, first of all, that's the Malachi Hasharis wanted to say shira. And Hashem said, But Klal Yisrael, they sang the Shira. No, they didn't say it. They said, Now, on the seventh day of Hanukkah, on, uh, excuse me, on the eighth day of, of Sukkot, on the eighth day, uh, seventh day of Pesach, thank you, um, on the seventh day of Pesach, we don't say Halal Shalim. Anybody know why? Not because Masiyadah Tambiyamat Mamushira. That's what the Beis Yosef says. But the Gemara says differently. The Gemara says, They don't have different Karbanis. So it's a little bit of a stira. Because the Gemara says, They're not Chalak B'Karbanis Seyam. The Beis Yosef speaks down, It's because Masiyadah Tambiyamat. So I believe the Shuas Yaakov says, There are two reasons to say Halo. One is because of the Yomtev, and one is because of the Miracle. So out the yamtif, we don't say halal because it's chaluk. It's not chaluk b'kavon oisayim, and out the miracle, we don't say halal because masayyadet tamiyam. Okay, but that, let's let's veer back onto what we're going to talk about. We have two yamim toivim that are drabana. We have Hanukkah 
And we have Purim. <coughs> and we're all familiar with the famous Lavush. That Hanukkah we celebrate spiritually. How do we celebrate Hanukkah? And Purim we celebrate physically. And we all know why. We know Hanukkah we celebrate spiritually because the Yavanim wanted to take away our religion. Right? They weren't trying to kill us. They would have been very happy coming to Eretz Yisrael, taking it over as a vassal country, a vassal state, and what? And we would forgo our religion and we would become loyal Greeks. So because the Yivanim wanted to take away our religion, we celebrate with Rochnias. In the times of Haman, Haman didn't care if we converted or not. Even if we would have converted, he would have killed us. Haman was after our life. So since Haman wanted to take away our life, we celebrate with what? We celebrate the Mishnah B'Simcha. That everybody knows. But I have a different issue I want to discuss. And that is, let's talk about the difference in the reaction that Klai Yisrael had in the times of Purim and the times of Hanukkah. In the times of Hanukkah, how did Klai Yisrael react? Now, we don't find specifically that they did tshuva, but let's assume we have a right to presume they probably did tshuva. But what did they do? What do we know they did? They went to war. They armed themselves and they went to war. Let's talk about what they did in the times of Purim. You see anywhere in the Megillah that Mordechai or Esther tells the people, Lech kenois kol ayhudim veheichaltzu veyikhu ramachim vecharavim that they should arm themselves with swords and spears and go fight out against, fight the Persians and rise up against Achashverosh? No. no. You find anywhere where they gather to, for battle? No. It says that they killed only. No, afterwards, afterwards. Yeah. But that wasn't the reaction when they heard about the tsara. Leif, kenais, eskalai, yehudim, asher b'shem, v'tsumu alai, v'yal toichlu, v'yal tishtu, shloish, asyam, emlaila, v'yoyim. Fasting, tfila, tshuva. That's all you find in the Gelasester. They did tshuva. You don't find anywhere they were going to gather together in small armies and rise up against the enemy. And Hanukkah, you don't really find that they did tshuva. Okay, we can assume they did do Shuvah. What we do find is, they arm themselves to go to war. Why is that? You ever think about that? Why is it that in the times of Hanukkah, they decided, how are they going to resist the Gezerah? They're going to fight. Fight, you know? Uprising. Jewish resistance, right? Jewish resistance. In times of Hanukkah, Jewish resistance. Well, uh, you know, the secular, uh, the secular Jew embraces uh, Hanukkah. Why? Because it shows Jewish power, Jewish might. Purim, nothing. Purim, we're a bunch of wimps on Purim, right? All we do is we daven and, and we do tshuva. Why? So maybe you say, yeah, because Purim, we thought we would lose the war. No. What does that have to do with anything? Hanukkah, we also thought we would lose the war. They had no chance. They had no chance. Why, by Hanukkah, did they decide to fight, and by Purim, they decided to do tshuva? You ever think about that question? Thinking about it now. <laughs> Why, by Hanukkah, did they decide to fight, and Purim, they decided to go to war? Because when it comes to Torah and spiritual, they have to fight either way. It was a battle for the for Yahadis, for the religion. So do tshuva. Okay, so who answers this question? Who asks this question? This question is raised by none other than Rabbi Chanan Basserman in the Kaivetz Ma'amarim. 
It's on page Tzadik Gimel through Tzadik Hey. It's also brought down in the Kaivet Tzaharas. And he asks like this, about ten lines down into the piece, um, the, the line begins, Kisvu Lachem, at the end of the line. He says, V'yata Nechzeyanan, Ma Osu Az, what did our forefathers do then? What does that mean? Let us see. Let us see. Let us see. Ma also avisenu was. What did our forefathers do then? Beiza emtsaim. With what means? Achzu. Did they take hold of? Kdei li not so mishdehagzeros to save themselves from the two gzeros, the gzeros of Chanukah and the gzeros of Purim. Umatsinu begzeros haman leich kinoisus kala yehudim v'tzumu alai. Oi. Right, that tipal esa al ragle amech v'atev v'ateschan enloi avoloi also al daitem lihilachem b'zraya neged ham. We don't find anywhere they had any thoughts of going to war. So you say maybe the reason they didn't think of going to war is because they didn't think they would win. Vein lomar hatam midnei sheyadushin kayach v'hem lamay neged ha'ayev. Don't say the reason they didn't go to war in the times of Purim is because they didn't think they would win. Zeinoi klum. That's not a good answer. Shaharei hayu v'hem neviim. They had prophets. Vilu yaduki rotsen Hashem liyolachem neged haman. If they would have thought that that's what Hashem wanted them to do, vaday hayu meisrim atzmam lahariga, they definitely would have gone to war and let themselves be killed. Farigam achashmanov lematzim neged rabim. The chaloshim biyad gibarim. Mechosel leinimnu miyolachem. The chashmanov didn't stand a better chance. Elabur, it must be ki bimei haman yadu. In the times of haman, they knew ki loizu haderech liyolachem b'zraya. The proper course of action is not to fight. They instead took hold of the traditional method of Lizak al Hashem. In the times of Antiochus, they certainly did tshuva, they certainly fasted. That did not suffice. They risked their lives to go to war. We have to understand. This is very important, Rabbi Sad. This is a very important thing to know. In history, when we have an enemy, when do we fight and when, when, when do we do tshuva? When you have warriors, you, you fight. When you don't have warriors. We always Which do. warriors do we have? In, in Germany, we have no warriors. They have a good shoe. Which warriors did we have in Hanukkah? Chashmanan. These are yeshiva guys. They were these kaihanim gedolim. When they went like this, the muscle fell down. They didn't have... These weren't trained warriors. What, what do you think they did? They were kaihanim gedolim. Living up there, they had to be warriors to protect themselves. After they ran away, they had no choice. But to, it's not like we're dealing with... Uh, Different isolated situation than Purim. And times of Purim, we had nobody? In Purim, the Jews, had the, their breath had no sound. They couldn't do anything. They were in hiding all the time. It wasn't the right question. That no warrior, that no army. Always yeah. When do we also yeah. do the Yeah. By Hanukkah, his point is we don't find anywhere they did tshuva. We have to assume they did. We always do tshuva. Look, anytime Saliso went to war, they did tshuva first. They always fasted. Right? Why do we fast on Tainus Esther? Why do we fast Tainus Esther? Because they went, they went to kill their enemies. We have a tradition. Whenever Saliso goes to war, they fasted. So Rabbi Chanan Vassarman, Rabbi Sai. No, it's not. Nothing to do with that. 
So also in Hanukkah we went, it was to Purim, we went to water. That's only after we were saved. Yeah, so Rabbi Yisai, Rabbi Chonon Basterman tells us, this is not uh, his normal course of action, he tells us a Kabbalistic concept. There are two types of Gzeros in this world. Now we say, what do you mean two types? Everything comes from Hashem. Not exactly. Hashem gave the Satan certain capacity that sometimes the Satan can, so to speak, fight against Hashem himself. There are certain Gezeros that are what we call Ma'asa Hashem, and certain Gezeros that are called Ma'asa Satan. Sometimes Hashem is acting directly, and sometimes He's acting through the medium of the Satan. How do we know when God is acting? How do we know when the Satan is acting? Very simple. What does Hashem want out of us? What does the Satan want out of us? Well, what does Hashem wants out of us is He wants us to do tshuva. He wants us to become better. He wants us to improve spiritually. So if a man by the name of Haman is coming along to kill us, and the purpose of Haman coming along, the Gemara says, was Gedolah Hasara Satabas. When Achashverosh took off his ring and he gave it to Haman, that created more tshuva than all the Memches Nevi'im that ever stood up for Klai Yisrael. So in other words, what Haman is trying to accomplish is, he's trying to eradicate Klai Yisrael. But Hashem would never let Klai Yisrael be eradicated. So what's the purpose of Haman? What's Haman doing? Haman is coming to threaten to kill us to get us to do tshuva. He's acting as Hashem's agent. So what are we going to do? We're going to go to war? We're going to fight against Hashem? What are you going to fight against Hashem? How can you fight against Hashem? You're hopeless. No! Hashem wants to get something out of you. What does He want to get out of you? Tshuva, Masam Tavim. So that's what you have to do. What are you going to resist? Jewish resistance? Resistance against Hashem? There's no resistance against Hashem. Hashem is employing Haman to carry out his task to scare us in order to get us to do tshuva. So you have to do tshuva. You're going to go to war against Haman. That's how. The, the problem is not the Haman. The problem is you. The problem is the Jew. The Jew has to improve. But what if a man by the name of Antiochus is coming along and he says, no Shabbos, no Mila, no Rosh Chodesh, no Tznios. So what's he trying to do? He's trying to abolish the Torah. Is that coming from God or is that coming from the Yetzirah, the Satan? That's the Satan. So now what are you going to do? You have to fight the Satan. You've got to go to war. You have to fight the Satan. You have to fight. If, it's a spirit, if the enemy is coming against your physical selves, that signifies that Hashem is employing the enemy to get you to do tshuva. So you have to do tshuva. But if the enemy is coming to abolish Torah and mitzvahs, that's the Satan. You do melchames ha You have to fight the Yitzhar. Right? That's what you're saying, Rebavi. That, that if the enemy, like Antioch, is abolishing mitzvah observance, that is what Hashem sort of takes a step back. He says, Satan, I'll let you do what you need to do. He's trying to remove from us Torah and mitzvahs. And in that case, we need to fight the Satan. I'll give you, historically, an example of each, besides Hanukkah and Purim. The chilek that he's making, the fact that somebody wants to kill the Jews and they need to do Torah, okay, I understand. But the fact that somebody wants to destroy the Torah doesn't mean that you don't have to still do Torah. No, it doesn't mean you don't right. still have to do tshuva, but it does mean you do have to fight. That's what he's saying. Physically. Physically. You need to physically fight. So it doesn't, it's not necessarily 
like follows. It doesn't necessarily really? follow that. That's what you have to do. What, the chuva or the fighting? The fighting. He's saying it does follow. Because the satan will only be weakened al yadeya machama. That's, that's, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it. Okay, yes. World War II, the Jews were faced with a similar problem. The Russians or the Germans? Excellent. And um, I read it in the, uh, it's in Yiddish over here, he writes it in the, yeah. so you have Soloveitchik's book. He says it was a big problem. Uh, where, to where to go? You'd be saved by the, with the Russians, but you really wouldn't be saved by the Russians. Right. Here he called, he's going to, he actually goes through these two contrasts, what we call, what he, he contrasts, what he calls the Adumim, where are the Adumim, the red, the, red the communists, the and the Germans. Communists, right? The communists want, they don't want to kill us, they want to just take care of the, the religion. Germans wanted you dead. The Chafetz Chaim lived under a communist regime. What did the Chafetz Chaim say should be done? Against the communists, not against the Germans. That says the Chafetz Chaim, we needed to have went to war against the communists. Because since the communists were not Maisa Hashem, it was a Maisa Satan, the only reason they kept on getting stronger and stronger and stronger is because we didn't sacrifice our life to fight them. So the Jewish resistance, according to the Chavetz Chaim, was not required in the ghetto, but rather was required in communist Russia. That's what the Chavetz Chaim said, which is very interesting. They love the Russians. The Mithyabnim, you know what Mithyabnim? Yeah, yeah. 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 So let's see what the Chavetz Chaim says. Did he mean physically fighting? Yes, yes, yes. How can three million Jews, approximately, or whatever, go against billions of Russians? We would not have won the war, but we would have weakened the Satan, and then it would have dissipated. That's what the Chavetz Chaim said. <laughs> That's what the Chavetz Chaim said. Take a look. This is in test. Look, turn the page. Yesh l'haven v'leida. You should understand and know. Kiyav she'bechal ha'aretz mishpata. Says Rabbi Chanan Vasaman. Even though God rules the world. Ve'enoid movada. There's nothing but Him. Right? So, with that disclaimer and that preface, there's no such thing as this Malach could do that and this angel could do that and he wears this hat. There's only God. Enoid movada. But nevertheless. Avo b'shosh eminus haden miskaberes mo'id. When the forces of din, of punishment, are snowballing and getting stronger. The Satan is sometimes given license to fight against God Himself, so to speak. And Rabbi says, look in the uh, introduction of the Ramchal to the Klach Pesachai Chachma about Tach Vatat. Says Rabbi There are two types of Gezeros in the world. A. Ma'isa Hashem. And therefore, the decrees against the Jewish people are in two ways. Every time we have a decree, do they want to kill Jews or do they want to abolish bris Which one? Certain things we need to do tshuva. Certain things we need to fight. How do you know 
Shem hakzeira hi ala gufais. If they're out against our bodies, physically kimei hamon, zui maisa Hashem. If you have a guy in Iran who wants to destroy the Jewish people, he doesn't care about the religion, he doesn't want us to exist, that's Maisa Hashem. Hashem wants us to do tshuva. V'tachlisahi l'asirena l'muta. His, the purpose of Hashem allowing the Russia, like the guy in Iran, to threaten us is to get us to do tshuva. There's no point in fighting. Yeah, you may have to fight eventually. But the nakuda is you have to do tshuva. Because who are you fighting against? You're fighting against an enemy who wants to kill you, but he's acting as Hashem's agent. So you're fighting Hashem. You need to do tshuva, you need to change. If the decree is against the souls, and the purpose of it is to get us to, to stop keeping our religion, and that we shouldn't turn back. So if you see a ruler, a governor, an official, a politician, who is against Torah and misobservance, this is what we call Maisa Satan. What do you have to do? You have to give up your life. But Namish, not not political war, not a cold war, a real war. Says the Rebbe Chanan Vasserman, let us now contrast Chanukah and Purim to two parts of the world. Chanukah is like Soviet Russia, Purim is like Germany. What year was this written? This is written before 1943. But the, but the Jews were told to go to Russia, not to Germany. Of course, they had that would be at least a lot. I don't know, is that true? I, I, had, I remember learning that there are... Okay. Some, some goes over. Let's see what he says. We see in our days, We see... Decrees against the Jewish people in two separate countries. The communists are satanic, satanic, right? They're the work of the Satan. They're trying to remove religion. And go to Germany. In Germany, they're going to check your, your yichas brivol because if your great-great-great-grandmother was Jewish, they'll kill you. They weren't out against the religion. They would take a Jew who never doesn't know Aleph from a tough, and they'll kill him. So the Germans weren't out to destroy the religion. They were out to destroy people. the people. I heard from the mouth of the Chafetz Chaim. You ready for some Yiddish? Yudin, Jews, Haben Farzain, they made a mistake. They overlooked. Beshas as Haben Zich, Angohaben Dixeris from the Yabeskas. Who are the Yabeskas? The Yabuskin. When the communists started off, Haben Yudin, Gedarf, Aroiskan, Gagin, Zayof, Mohammed, and Messiras Nefesh. It's more fun, right? The, the people needed to go out to war. When the communists rose to power, the Jews needed to attack them physically. Emes, says the Chavetz Chaim. I'm not saying they would have won. They would have lost. Emes, as Voltin Taka Asach Yidin Many Jews would have died. 
Aber der Koyach von Satan wird gewöhnt, abgeschwacht. The Satan would have become weakened. Beshasis hat sich aber nicht gefunden, wer soll sich Meister Nefer sein in Mohammed, seinen der Jaboskis gewöhnt stärker. In the beginning, we should have fought them, and if we would have fought them, many Jews would have died, but eventually the Satan would have weakened. And because we didn't go out to fight them, they got stronger and stronger and stronger. Did the Rabbanim tell them to do that? Says Rebbe Hanan, according to this, Okay, so look. Why didn't they do that? Skip the brackets. We who are under communist rule, there's no question that and We need to fight them mamish. There is one specific reason why it would be impossible for us to go out to war against the communists in ten years after the Chafetz Chaim passed away, and that is because without the Chafetz Chaim and without Reb Chaim Moiser. We don't have any generals. I saw them out before, when they were alive. They, they should have. Chaim must have said this. Chavetz Chaim died before. Of Shach was a general. Uh, Rabbi said, this is the principle. Why it wasn't possible, why they didn't carry it out, we don't know the details. But this is the principle. The principle is, when do you go to war? Against the Satan. When they're out against the religion. When do we do tshuva? When they're out against our bodies. This is a major distinction between Hanukkah and Purim. A very interesting concept. Now I'll ask you the following question. I have this question. When what? Okay. Yeah. What about the Zionists? What about the Zionists? <laughs> they, That's another happen. alternative. They, they, that could be worse than the Nazis. Well, well, I mean, uh, are they Maïs the Satan or are they Maïs the Hashem? The Zionists. They use the word the Zionists. Like the, 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 the Zionists. The Zionists. The Zionists are worse than Nazis? Worse than Nazis? You sound like the Arabs called Okay, Rabbi said this is the... This is the principle of Rabbi Hanan. Now let me just ask you, according to this principle of Rabbi Hanan, Yaakov Avinu, when he's encountering Esav in Pashas Vayishlach, Yaakov Avinu prepares for three things. He prepares... Tfilah, Melchama. Tfilah, Melchama, and Shochad. Yeah? So I don't understand. According to Rabbi Hanan, Esav was coming what? To kill Yaakov. So why is Yaakov preparing for Mohammed? When they're after your bodies, you should prepare to do tshuva, not for Mohammed. So I was always wondering about this. Yeah, you hear the kasha? Rabbi Khanan just said, when, when the Gaim are coming to kill you, you don't fight them, you do tshuva. So then why is Rabbi Yaakov Avinu preparing for Mohammed? You should pray before be preparing for Mohammed. He prepare for Mohammed before he prayed. <laughs> No, okay, you're fine. No, no, but he shouldn't have been for you to fight Purim. Fight Purim. So I would like to suggest, I just realized this morning, very simply, the Beis Halevi writes, Hatzileni na, miyad achi, miyad esav. He's coming two ways. Miyad esav, he's coming to kill. But miyad achi, he's coming 
let's be together, let's assimilate, let's intermingle. So he was also coming against the religion. That's what the Ksav Sofer says, Vaye Avek Ish Imai. Rashi says Avek has two Ashonos. One is they were Mala Avak Adla Shemayim, they were wrestling. And one is Lehisabek, they were hugging. Those are the two ways that Esav comes against Kal Yisrael. One way he comes to kill us. But what's more effective, much more effective, is when the Goyim come to. <coughs> that we should assimilate, right? And the Ksav Soifer says, not until the Malach Shalesav gave Yaakov the hug was Vehut Soleah al Yerecha. He wasn't limping from the wrestle. Because the wrestle, the Inquisition and the pogroms and the Holocaust, we could recover from. But American assimilation has already affected the Jewish people more than the Holocaust. Yeah? So it could be that's why Yaakov has to prepare both ways. He has to prepare Latfilah because Esau was trying to kill him, but he has to prepare Lamochama because it was a Maisha. Rabbi I would like to suggest a new answer to this question. Okay? A brand new answer to the question of why in the times of Hanukkah we went to war and in the times of Purim what? Okay? A new answer, different than what Rabbi Khanan is saying. Different than Rabbi Khanan. And that is, let's get to the bottom of things. We know that in the times of Antiochus, they were out against our religion. In the times of Purim, they were trying to kill us. Why? Why did Hashem make it? That in the times of Antiochus, He allowed the Goyim to try to attack our religion. And in times of Haman, he allowed the Goyim to try to attack us physically. I know that's what, they, that's what the Levush says. We celebrate Hanukkah spiritually because they wanted to take away the religion. We celebrate Purim physically because they wanted to kill us physically. But let's understand, is there anything that we did in the times of Hanukkah to allow the Goyim to take away our religion? And is there anything we did in the times of Purim to allow the Goyim to try to kill us? So the Bach... The Bach, in, uh, we have a number 8 over here, it's a little microscopic, but we'll try to read it inside. The smaller the letters are, it helps you... Yeah, it helps you exercise your eye muscles, you know? So, the Bach says like this. The Bach is Mechadesh. That if in the times of Antiochus, the Goyim were out to take away the religion, it wasn't just, you know... You know, Hashem woke up in the morning and said, yeah, I'm in the mood for, to, to tell Antiochus to take away the Jewish people's religion. No. <coughs> we did something to make us deserving of that Antiochus should take away the religion. What was it? it says the Bach, we were Misrashel Ba'avoida. The Kaihanim in the Beis HaMikdash slackened off in their Avoida in the Beis HaMikdash. They were Nisrashel. So Hashem says, oh, you're Nisrashel, you're weakening in your Avodah Hashem? I will allow Antiochus to come and say, take it away entirely. The Jews were in Nisrashel Ba'avoida. So Hashem says, oh, you're coming late to Shachras? So maybe we, you don't need it. Maybe you don't need the Shachras. <coughs> you know, if anyway you're coming late, and when you get there you talk, so forget the whole thing. Well, what's the point? Stay home. That's what happened. Hashem says, you're not doing the Avodah in the Beis Let's close it up. We'll close up Shach. That's what Hashem said. Chas v'shalom. So, how did Klal Yisrael did tshuva? In order to rectify the fact that we slackened off in the Avodah, says the Bach, you know what we had to do? We had to be moiser nefesh for the Avodah. We had to show Hashem, no, we want the Avodah. Hashem says, you want it? Let me see. They went to war for it. They were moiser nefesh for the Avodah. 
So what was the miracle? The miracle says, Hashem says, Oh, you're interested in the Avodah? I'll make a miracle in the Menorah, in the Avodah. So therefore, the Yom Tif, we celebrate what? And also the Kwanim. Yeah, we celebrate So think about it. The Bach is saying that Antiochus was not after our religion, just in the blue. He was out against our religion because of something we did. We were slackening in the Avodah. We slackened in the Avodah. Hashem said, Antiochus, take it away entirely. How are we going to do tshuva? How are we going to rectify that? We're going to rectify it by saying, oh, we're going to, we have to be moiser nefesh for the Hashem. We have to go to war. In that matter, right, that's what the Ba'ath says. And therefore, Hashem made a miracle with the Avaidah Hashem, with the Menorah, and we celebrate the Hashem. But on Purim, Achashirosh made a gzera, Haman made a gzera to kill us physically. <coughs> What did we do to bring about that Gezerah? We were nene from the Suda of Achashverosh. We were nene. We had physical enjoyment. So Hashem said, you has having improper physical enjoyment will wipe out your ghost. That's what, that was Gezerah. What was the tshuva? The tshuva was? Kindness. We afflicted our bodies. Kindness. What was the miracle? We were physically saved, so we celebrate with Mishnah Simcha. Says the Bach, the reason they went to war on Hanukkah is they needed to rectify their slackening off in Avedas Hashem. So how are they going to fix that? The only way to fix it, they have to be Moiser Nefesh for the Avedas they went to war. In the times of Purim, what was their Avera? They had pleasure from the Suda Hashem. How are they going to fix that? They fasted. So it may not be such a across-the-board rule that whenever they're after Yeruchnios, you go to war. Whenever you're after your physical selves, you do tshuva. It may be a specific remedy for the times of Hanukkah. Let's see the Bach inside. The Bach asks, That itself is questionable. Why did they not koveya? Why were they not koveya Hanukkah for party and for happiness? says the Bach. The main chait was they had pleasure from the Suda. That's why the decree was to destroy our bodies. When they did tshuva, how did they do tshuva? In the times of Purim? They afflicted their bodies. And listen to this on the third line. The main decree was we slackened off in our service. That's why Hashem said, Oh, you're slackening in the Avodah, take it away. They first they took away the offering of the carbon tamid. Another matter says they had they held mitzvah They had one mitzvah. If you take it away from them, then they're lost. Ah, says the Bach. How do they rectify this? Limsar nafsham alo avoida. The tshuva was they had to give up their life for the avoida. Hashem Hashem aidei kohanim oibde avoida veis Hashem, and that's how we celebrate with 
So it comes out according to the Ba'ath. It may not be an across-the-board rule that every time that the government makes a rule against religion, you have to fight. It may have been specific to Hanukkah, where the chid was, they were nisrashel ba'avoidah, the tikkun was, the correction was, they had to be moisar nefesh for the other. Okay, so these are some thoughts about the difference between Hanukkah and Purim. Have a wonderful day.